Amen. Lovely to see you here tonight. And if you have your hymn book, we're going to stand to our feet and we're going to sing number 309. 309. I've changed that again on Sharon tonight. 309. Will your anchor hold in the storms of life? When the clouds unfold their wings of strife? When the strong tides lift and the cables strain? Will your anchor drift or firm remain? We have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll. Let us stand to our feet tonight. And let us praise the Lord. And if you're saved, let us sing from our heart. And let us praise the Lord tonight uh, for what's going to happen. We're here to see men and women just going through the waters of baptism, obeying the Lord. And the baptismal service is always one of the greatest blessings that we have here. And so let us stand to your feet and rejoice in the Lord together uh, tonight. I want you to pull out all the stops. Thank you. 
So glad to see you tonight. Lovely to see the hall uh, so well filled this evening. And there is a cup of tea after the meeting, so don't be in any, any rush away tonight. And Roy's going to just commit us to the Lord in prayer and share the meetings in the incoming week. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed, as we approach our Heavenly Father and commit our coming together tonight to the Lord in prayer. Seek his face. Seek his help. Almighty God and Heavenly Father, we bow again humbly and lowly and reverently in thy most holy presence. At this, the start of another Lord's Day evening meeting. We thank you at the outset for what we have been singing. We thank you for the anchor that we have for our soul. The Son of God and God the Son, the one who loved us, the one who lived the sinless, spotless life and died the sacrificial substitutionary death on Calvary's cross to redeem lost, hell-deserving mankind. We thank you for those that are in the gathering tonight that are saved. Lord, we thank you that hell's behind us, heaven's in front of us. Lord, we thank you for the joy you've put in our hearts. Lord, we thank you for the assurance of sins forgiven and a hope in heaven, a home prepared for us. And Lord, we pray for any in our gathering tonight that knows thee not as Lord and Savior, that before the meeting's over before they go home tonight, Lord, that they will have passed from death unto life through faith in the finished work of Calvary. Father, we thank you for our brother and sisters that are going to go through the waters of baptism tonight. Lord, we thank you for this. It's a joyous occasion when we see our, our, our beloved Christians, fellow Christians going through the waters of baptism, obeying the scriptures. Lord, to, to do that which is right and pleasing in thy sight. Bless them tonight, Lord, as they give a short testimony as to why they're doing this. Lord, we pray, Lord, for everyone gathered in tonight. May we know and hear the voice of God. Lord, may praise and worship come from our hearts to thee. Lord, even tonight, for thou alone art worthy. We pray it in that name that's high over all and worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. Well, just a few announcements for the fellowship for the incoming week. Uh, and as our brother Stephen has already said, there's tea over in the barn after the service tonight, after the baptismal uh, service. And uh, we, we trust that you will stay for a cup of tea and some fellowship. It'll be good to see you all. Good to see you gathered in tonight. Then after the tea, there's going to be a choir practice uh, in the hall here. It's organized for after the tea tonight. So, so but people getting their supper and then singing. Uh, so that's tonight. Then tomorrow night at 8 p.m. and Wednesday night at 8 p.m. is our prayer meetings. And again, I encourage you all to get out, come into the place of prayer. I, if you have nowhere else to go on a Monday night or a Wednesday night, you'll be very welcome here. We've had blessed times uh, when we meet uh, together and call on to God in prayer. Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. is the ladies' 
Christmas dinner over in the barn. Uh, there's a list in the entrance hall there in the foyer on the table uh, for any other ladies that want to put their name down or see Charlotte after the, the, the meeting. Friday night, 7 p.m., the children's hour again. Uh, any children in your care or keeping, encourage them to come along on Friday nights and uh, Georgina and the team will uh, share the gospel with them. It's a great work. Remember this work in prayer as well uh, as they sow the seed with the young children. Uh, next Lord's Day, 10 a.m. is the Sunday school. And again, encourage all young children that you can to come along for 10 a.m. 11 a.m., the ministry of the word, uh, followed by the Lord's table when we remember the Lord. Uh, our brother Paul Williams will be over from uh, Wolverhampton in England. He's been here before. And uh, he's responsible for the morning and the evening meeting at 7 p.m., uh, where he'll be speaking on the call of God on his life and encourages all to come back uh, next Lord's Day again uh, and, and hear this remarkable story. All made subject to the will of the Lord. Amen. Yeah, amen. Thank you. Thank you, Roy. If you have your hymn book again, we're going to stand to our feet and sing number 389. 389. I'm not ashamed to own my Lord or to defend his cause, maintain the honor of his word, the glory of his cross. And that's really what's happening tonight uh, as these individuals, these six uh, individuals go through uh, the water of baptism. Uh, they're really just declaring to the world that they're not ashamed of their Savior. And that's a wonderful thing to be able to do publicly uh, before men and women, and that's what we're going to see happen uh, tonight. So let us rise to our feet, uh, number 389, 389, and let us sing it together this evening and praise the Lord. Amen.
again. Verse 1, just. I'm not ashamed to rejoice in the Lord. And it's good to give him, him praise tonight. We're turning just for a few moments this evening uh, to the book of Romans, Romans chapter 6, uh, just before we uh, conduct the baptismal service uh, tonight, and just to uh, bring before you what's happening this evening from, uh, from the Word of God. And in Romans chapter 6, we're just going to take time to read uh, the first four verses uh, together. Romans chapter 6, and just the first uh, four uh, verses. And then we'll be going into the waters of baptism tonight, and uh, it's always a blessing uh, whenever people obey uh, the Word of the Lord. And maybe you're here tonight and you're, you're saved and you're not baptized, and maybe you haven't come forward for tonight. Well, there's still time, and even as God speaks to your heart tonight, if you want to obey the Lord, uh, we'll accommodate you uh, even in that uh, this evening. Romans chapter 6, please, and just commencing to read from verse number Number one, and Paul is speaking and he says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. And we know the Lord will add his blessing to the reading of his word to our hearts tonight. Maybe you're here this evening and this is the first time that you've ever been at a service like this tonight. And maybe you're asking yourself the question, well, what's it all about? Well, what's this that's going to take place here uh, tonight whenever these six believers go down into this tank and go under, under the water? What's really going to take place tonight? Well, I just want to leave three very, very simple things before you of what is happening here, here this evening. As you and I witness these six believers going through the waters of baptism, the first thing that's happening tonight is this, that baptism is biblical. What we're doing tonight, and I cannot stress this enough, is not just something that we do here at the lifeboat. It's not something that has been originated by men. What we're going to do tonight is founded in the Word of God. That's all that we have here at the corner. When our brother Bertie came here in 1988, that's what he came with was the Word of God. And I'm glad to say tonight that we still stand only for what God says in His Word. 
The Word of God is forever settled in heaven. 102 times in the New Testament, you get the Greek word that is used here for, for baptism. You know, there's many things tonight in the churches across our land that are not biblical. Whenever you see a minister or a clergyman standing on the pulpit and he says that you're a Christian because you're born into a Christian country, well, that's not in the Bible. The Bible says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Whenever someone stands in a church and says that you're a Christian uh, because you've been baptized or sprinkled, that's not biblical either. And maybe you'll hear other people, maybe at weddings or funerals, saying that everyone eventually will get into heaven. That's not biblical. Maybe you'll hear someone stand on a pulpit or stand and see them on the internet there and they'll say there's no such thing as heaven and there's no such place as hell. That's not biblical. But whenever you and I come to this old book, the Word of God, whenever we come to this wonderful doctrine of baptism, you know what it is? It's biblical. It's in the Word of God. It's not an idea. I tell you, my dear people tonight, thank God for His precious Word. And maybe you're here tonight and you're not saved. Maybe there's someone here tonight and you say, well, Stephen, I thought I am a Christian because I've been born in a Christian country. Maybe you say, well, Stephen, I thought I was a Christian because I go to church. And you're telling me tonight that I'm not. How do I become a Christian? Well, my dear people, tonight it's a wonderful thing to be a Christian. It's a wonderful thing for that moment in your life when you discover that you're a sinner on your way to a lost eternity, but also to discover that the Lord Jesus Christ died for you and for me. And I'm so glad that there was a moment in my life whenever I honestly and sincerely my discovered that I, with all that I had done, could not save myself. No matter where I go or what I know, thank God that there was one who came and died on a cross and took my place. I drove past a little house down in Listener's Ski there the other day where I was standing on the 22nd of February, 2010. I had blonde hair, rings in my eyebrows, black eyes, an empty wallet, stand smoking my last cigarette of the weekend, and suddenly it just came into my heart. If I die today, I know that I'm not right with God. And my eye paced up and down that little floor. I didn't do much plumbing any day, but I done less plumbing that day. And I walked up and down, and I remember getting home to my little bedside at 105 Coolrex Road, and I got down beside my bed and said, God, I'm a sinner. Your son died for me on the cross. Will you come into my heart and save me? And you know what happened? Stephen Riddle became a Christian. Hallelujah. And tonight, if you're not a Christian, thank God, there's a lovely little phrase in the book of Ezra. It says, yet now there is hope. And you can call upon the Lord even tonight and put your faith and trust in Him. This is not adult baptism tonight. We don't believe in infant baptism, but we believe what the Word of God talks about, believer's baptism. In Acts of the Apostles, whenever Peter was standing 
on the day of Pentecost, and there he was preaching. And as he was thundering out the word of God, my, the Holy Spirit came upon that congregation, and they cried out, men and brethren, what shall we do? They discovered that they were not right with God. And Peter, what he said was this, he said, repent first, and then be baptized. And maybe there's someone here tonight, you've been baptized as a little baby, but you haven't repented yet. Maybe there's someone here tonight, you've been baptized as an older individual, but you never repented. You need to repent, and then you get baptized. Whenever Philip went down into Samaria, and he preached unto them Christ, the Bible says that they believed and were baptized. That's the order. This is believer's baptism tonight. Whenever Paul went down into Corinth, the Bible says that many believed and were baptized. That's an order in the Word of God. And you can't put the cart before the horse. Whenever Lydia in Acts 16 was saved there down by the riverside, after she believed, you know what happened? She was baptized. You remember whenever Paul was saved on the Damascus Road, he was going down the Damascus Road, breathing out threatenings and slaughter, and suddenly he had that great revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that he fell to the ground and he said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And then Ananias came to Saul, then called Paul, and he said, Why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized. You need to believe and then be baptized. Whenever Cornelius was saved, he believed and was baptized. Whenever the Ethiopian eunuch, whenever he was going back again, my the chancellor of the exchequer, making his way back from Jerusalem, and he never found what his heart was lo looking for and what his soul was longing for. And as he sat in the chariot reading Isaiah 53, and there Philip climbed up into the chariot beside him, my, he believed. And then he was baptized. He said to Philip, what does hinder me from being baptized? And you know what, you know what Philip said? He said, if thou believest, thou canst be baptized. Now let me ask you the question tonight. Maybe there's plenty here and you have believed, but you've never yet been baptized. You've taken the first step. This is believer's baptism. And you say to me, Stephen, just for a moment, would you stop there, pull the handbrake on for a moment? What would I need to believe? Do I need to believe in God? Do I need to believe that there's a heaven? Do I need to believe that my, the Lord Jesus was real? Well, those are wonderful things to believe, but that will not save you. What you'll need to believe tonight is this, that you're a sinner deep down. And there's nothing you can do or say or pray can save you in and of yourself. You'll need to believe tonight that God so loved you that he sent his only begotten son to die on a cross to save you. You'll need to believe more than that. You'll need to believe that on the third day the Lord Jesus rose again. And thank God tonight he's a living, loving, lifting Savior. One tonight that is able to save to the uttermost them that come unto God by him. You know, there's a lovely little text in the book of Job. It says, lay thy hand on him 
Remember the battle and do no more. And these six people tonight that are going into the waters of baptism, every one of them have a common theme tonight, and it is this. There was a moment in their life when they not only knew about the Lord Jesus as a historical person, but there came a moment in their life where they repented of their sin and put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus on the blood that was shed, on the work that was finished, on the price that was paid, and they turned to the Lord Jesus Christ and put their faith and trust in Him. And you know what happened? They became Christians. They believed on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They laid their hand by faith on Him. They remembered the battle, and they did no more. Maybe there's someone here tonight, and you're trying to work your way to heaven. Maybe there's someone here tonight, and you're trying to earn merit with God. My dear people, if the gospel means anything, the cross is everything. We heard about that this morning. Oh, nothing in my hands I bring. Simply to the cross I cling. It's a biblical thing that's going to happen tonight. It's not only in the canon of Scripture, it's commanded by the Savior. By the Lord Jesus, just before He ascended into heaven, He said in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28, Go ye into all the world, and there preach the Gospel, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. And this this ordinance of baptism that we're going to see tonight will continue right on to the moment when the Lord Jesus takes this church out of, out of the scene of time. It's biblical. The Lord Jesus Christ was baptized, and he didn't need to be. He walked 70 miles, two days' journey from Galilee to Jordan, in the dirty waters of the Jordan, and whenever John the Baptist came to him, and John, it says, forbid him, he said, I must be baptized of you. And the Lord Jesus said, Suffer it so to be now, for thus becometh us to fulfill all the righteousness of God. You see that word righteousness there? It's the word, the right thing to do. Now, my dear believer tonight, let me tell you this. This is the right thing to do. The right thing to do. And you'll need to do it to obey the Lord. It's not only biblical. Secondly, it's basic. There's a little day club over in Cookstown, and it's called First Steps. And it's where they take the little children there, preschool, and there they'll learn the ABCs, and they'll learn how to mix with other children. It's just the first step. You see the waters of baptism here. All of this is tonight is just the first step of men and women starting to obey God, starting to obey the pattern in the Word of God. In Acts chapter 2, there's seven features of the local church. They were saved, and then they were baptized. And we heard that this morning, about obeying God. Obey God. Whenever and ever Robert stood in the pulpit of Wales in 1904, and there God was starting to move, and conviction was coming upon the people, he used to just stand in the pulpit and he used to cry, Obey God! Obey God! Obey God! And my dear people were so slow at times to do that. Obedience, I can tell you, is better than sacrifice. 
Whenever Elijah climbed Mount Carmel and there he was going to turn a nation back to God, he got the altar and the Bible says he put the wood in order. And all this is tonight, this, this wonderful ordinance of baptism, it's just an order of the Word of God. What hinders you tonight from being baptized? And that's a question to every believer here tonight. Maybe it's ignorance. Maybe you just didn't know that you needed to be baptized. Well, you know now. Maybe it's sin. Maybe you haven't got a testimony tonight. Maybe you couldn't go into this water and as Roy will ask, what's your name and when you were saved and why you want to be baptized. Maybe you as a believer tonight will be ashamed to do that because your family knows right well that you're not living right before God. And then, of course, there can be pride that can hold people back and the fear of man and the devil can keep you back. There was a man that sat in the meeting, the last baptismal service here, and I said that if there's anyone and you haven't put your name down yet and you would love to be baptized, we'll come forward and we'll accommodate for you. And he said, Stephen, oh, I would love to have just jumped off my seat and I would love to have obeyed God that night. And he didn't do it. Maybe there's someone like that here tonight. What does hinder you from being baptized? In Ezra chapter 10 and verse 4, it says, Arise. For this matter belongeth unto thee. We also will be with thee. Be of good courage and, and do it. Just do it. Whenever the disciples were standing before the Sanhedrin, they said, oh, we ought to obey God rather than men. Just obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Lastly, what we're going to do tonight is not only biblical, and it's not only basic, it's a blessed thing. This is ordained by God. This is something that the Father has a stamp upon. This is something that the Lord Jesus Christ has His own stamp upon it, as well as the Holy Spirit. And we're going to baptize these people in a moment in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And I can tell you this is ordained by God, and God always blesses it. I have yet to meet anyone that's got baptized. And after they went down into the water and then come up, I've yet to meet someone that said, oh, I wish I hadn't have done. Every one of them, and you'll see them tonight as they come up out of the water, you know the glory of the Lord will be on their face. You know why? They're just simply obeying God. I tell you, my dear people tonight, if you're saved and you're not baptized, you ought to be. You ought to be because God will bless you whenever you obey Him. In the Gospels, we get the message of baptism. Go ye into all the world. Preach the Gospel. Baptize Him. Whenever you come to the Acts of the Apostles, you'll get the method of baptism. They go down under the water. Right under the water. This is what we're going to see. They, they go right down under the water. They're, they're submerged, just like a, like a bucket going under the water in a well, or a garment that is dyed. My, it goes right down under the dye. Whenever John was baptizing in the Jordan, it says, because there was much water there. Whenever the Enoch in Acts chapter 8, it says that Philip and, and Enoch, they went down. And then two verses later, it says they came up. Now, here's something for you tonight. You say to me, Stephen, but I'm sprinkled. Well, I'll tell you what you need to do. 
you need to get into the tank. Do it again. Be a double dipper. Get right in. Get right down under the water. I can tell you, my dear people, tonight, that's why we sang that hymn, I'm not ashamed to own my Lord or to defend His cause. You say to me, Stephen, but I was baptized before I was saved. You know what you'll need to do? Get under the water. Get under the water. Nail your obedience to the Master. Glorify the Lord for all that He has done. My dear people, He went to the cross. He shed His blood. There He suffered the wrath of God on our behalf. And He wants you and I to go under the water. Now, there's not only the, the message and the method, there's a meaning. And I'm finished now. You say, Stephen, what does this whole thing mean? Well, I'll tell you what it means. We read in Romans chapter 6 there that we are buried with Christ in baptism. And these six people that are going to go under the water, whenever we, we, we ask them when they were saved and why they want to be baptized, what we'll do is we'll just put them right down under the water. And you know what they're doing? First of all, they're saying this, I'm dying to my old life. I'm finished. I'm dying to self. The second thing that they're doing whenever they're going down under the water is this. They're identifying themselves with the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. The third thing they're doing is they're proclaiming to the world, I'm glad that I'm saved and I'll obey Him at any cost. And you know what happens whenever they come up out of the water? Thank God we don't keep them in. I was saying to one of them the other day, it all depends how you behave yourself in the next number of days. If you do one thing wrong, I'll hold you down for a long time. I'm glad that they come up again. I'm glad that we don't have to wait till the last bubble comes out of their mouth. My, they'll come up out of the water. You know what that signifies? My, just as the Lord Jesus Christ came up out of the grave, hallelujah, He's a living Savior. And they'll come up out of the water and they'll say, I'm going to walk in the newness of life. My, the old past is gone. I'm identifying with the Savior. I'm not ashamed of Him as my Lord. And they come up out of the water and you know what they said? That this is not only a baptismal service, but this has been a funeral tonight. I'm never going to be the same again. I'm going to walk in the newness of life. The Lord Jesus Christ is going to have every area, every attitude, every desire of my life. My dear people, that's why God blesses it. Now here's a question. Are you baptized tonight? Let me ask you a question before that. Have you believed? Maybe you're not saved tonight. Still on your way to hell. Put your trust in Christ tonight. And if you have believed, Come and get baptized and obey and trust the Lord. We're going to sing a hymn and then our brother Bertie's going to come. 637, just keep in your seats and then those that are getting baptized will make our way out and we'll get changed and then we'll come back in again. 600, 637, sorry, 637. And I was sort of laughing to myself whenever I picked this hymn. I said, I hope this doesn't happen literally tonight. I was thinking, oh, I trust that will not happen. I trust we'll bring them up again tonight. I was sinking, well, thank God tonight. We'll pull you up again, we'll pull you up. I was sinking deep in sin, sinking to rise no more, overwhelmed by guilt within mercy I did implore. Then the master of the sea heard my despairing cry, Christ my Savior lifted me. Now safe, now safe am I. Just keep in your seats, and those that are getting baptized will make our way out, and we'll get changed, and then we'll come back back in again. May the Lord bless you, and if you are saved tonight, 
and you want to be baptized, well, come around, we'll, we'll sort you out. Obey God. Obey God. You heard that this morning. And may the Lord bless his word uh, to your heart. Thank you.
chapter we're going to sing again, 4, 5, 7, it'll come up on the screen if you want to use the hymn book, a very appropriate hymn for a baptismal service, when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on a way while we do his good will, he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. Just keeping your seats please.
ready to go, ready to get up, ready to go down and ready to come out. So we're going to start with uh, Amy Payton. Amy, you come. Amy's from Maherfell. You know, it used to be that the young boys used to come here and take all the girls away and they left us. Well, the girls that came up through the Sunday school, they left us with, took them away to all parts of the country and married them. Now it's changed round the other way. Amy has come and she's taken one of her boys, Isaac, that was singing there. And by the way, they got engaged at the weekend. Give them a big hand. That's the boy with the fuzzy hair there that was singing. I don't know, I don't know where he is now. He's juking you know the... He's juking about. Oh. You need to use the mic. Use the mic. Um, a year passed in November. And why are you here in the tank tonight? To obey the Lord and to move forward. Amen. Amen. She's here at the moment. So, <laughs> Gemma, how long have you saved? Um, since 2003. That's a wee while. And why are you getting baptized tonight? Um, just to follow the Lord Jesus. Just follow the Lord Jesus. Amen. <coughs> Ishmaelites, there's that many of them. But anyway, it's great to see this. You know, this young girl is in the prayer meetings. That would put some of you people to shame. Never in the prayer meeting. This young girl's in the prayer meeting, and her sister was in the prayer meeting. Uh, and stays through the prayer meeting. This girl stayed the other night in the lieutenant club with her, with her dad. And so, get out into the prayer meeting. Don't let these young people uh, steal the thunder on you. All right, God bless you. Sophie, how long are you saved? Um, six years. And why are you getting baptised tonight? Um, to obey God's command and to obey what he says. Amen. Amen. Jesus 
comes to the church and we are really encouraged with her and she's a great blessing to us, Geraldine McCurr, and she's going to go down into the waters of baptism. Geraldine, why are you here tonight? I'm here because Jesus, I believe that Jesus saved me and he died on the cross for my sins. Amen. And I want to obey him. is not just for the Jews, it's not just for the Protestants, it's for the Catholics too. And thank God to see Catholics converted and going through the waters of baptism. And we're going to now have uh, Joan Tennyson and then her husband Tony. And they're a great blessing to us as well. And uh, wonderful testimonies how God has saved them, how God has plucked them as brands from the burning and uh, equipping them for heaven and blessing them and blessing us uh, as we are blessed to have them amongst us. Okay, Joan. Joan, what, why are you here tonight? I'm here because Jesus saved me and he's my saviour. the Lord Jesus Christ and obey his commandments. Wonderfully and gloriously free. Okay, keep your seats. 
443, we'll sing this and then uh, we'll give them time to change and you speak to them and uh, congratulate them and encourage them and go over for a cup of tea and uh, the blessing of the Lord will continue to be on us. 443, keeping our seats, I have a shepherd, one I love so well.
Amen, that's good singing. I think you should all stay for the choir practice. <laughs> and boy, we'll have some crowd here on Christmas morning and whenever else they're singing. Thank you so much for participating and for singing, for coming, and I trust that you'll stay for some <laughs> fellowship together. Let us just bow in prayer, and then our meeting will, will be over. Father, we thank you tonight for what we have heard and what we have witnessed. And surely indeed it is scripture. And surely, Lord, our God, our Father, it brings glory to thy name. We remember, Father, when thy son came up out of the waters of baptism, him who had no need to be baptized, for he had no sin. But yet he was baptized in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the Jordan River, heaven opened. And the Father said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And Lord, you're well pleased tonight with those who have obeyed the Lord. And we ask, Lord, and we pray that others, O oh God, will see their need of obedience to follow on to know the Lord. We know it will not keep them out of heaven if they're not baptized, but we thank you, Lord, if they're saved, they'll go to the glory. But they'll go to the glory disobedient children. Because your word calls it and tells us as a command of God to go down into the waters to obey him and to testify to his love and his mercy and his grace. And so, Lord, we pray for each one of them tonight. We pray, our God, for Amy. And we pray that you'll bless her, Lord, and her family. And we pray for Isaac, Lord. Oh, God, we thank you for bringing them together. And we ask that your blessing will be upon Amy and Isaac. We pray, Lord, our God, for Gemma, and pray that you'll bless her, Lord, in her work and in her service for thee, that she'll know the hand of the Lord upon her in days ahead. We pray for young Sophia, Lord, and we pray for the whole family, that you'll continue to bless them, Lord, and lead them on and guide them, our God, that they might know and Sophia might know as she goes into the other, as in the other school, that you'll take her stand for the Lord and declare what Jesus Christ has done in her life. We pray for Geraldine, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving this woman. Thank you, Lord, for, for, for uh, Joan and for Tony. And Lord, we praise you tonight for the sovereign grace of God that reaches down and lifts up men and women and brings them into the kingdom of his dear son. Thank you tonight, Lord, that you're still on the throne and you're still saving and there's still power in the blood. Praise you tonight for the cross and for the risen and for the Savior at the right hand of the Father. And so, Lord, we pray, O oh God, that we'll go from this house tonight rejoicing in all that we have heard and seen and what the Lord has done for us. We'll never cease to praise you. And so cover us, Lord. Keep your hand upon us in these wild and wicked days and may we go on to serve the Lord and follow on to know the Lord and know his will and his mind for our lives. We ask these things as praise you bless the fellowship together across in the barn for we ask it in the saviour's lovely wonderful precious all adorable and prevailing name and for his sake amen and amen